Thousands of years ago, they were called the Indus Civilization. They developed a sophisticated culture and the religion of Hinduism. A teacher named Buddha then brought his ideas to the Indian people, forming the new religion of Buddhism. The Indian people loved learning and studying numbers and math, how to build beautiful buildings, how to write poetry and stories, and how to create beautiful music. During the Middle Ages, Muslim invaders began to bring their religion and culture into the country. And in the mid-1800s, the country of England, or Great Britain, took control of India for almost 200 years. You can see how many religions, languages, and cultures influenced India. And today, almost one-sixth of all the people in the world live there. Hi, I'm Heidi Ilian, English teacher and homeschooling mom, and this is Brilliant Mornings. Join us as we jumpstart our day in a way that celebrates learning and breeds imagination. Remember to check out our Instagram, Brilliant Mornings, to see pictures and visuals for the lesson, figure out Mrs. Harsh's math challenge, and watch the lovable Mr. Anthony draw a spiral using Fibonacci sequence. This week, we began by learning about Fibonacci and the cool number pattern he found. Were you able to find these numbers in nature? For example, did you find any flowers with 8, 13, or 21 petals? Did you cut open an apple and find five parts inside, creating a star? Did you slice a banana and find three parts inside? All of these are Fibonacci numbers. We also saw how you can draw out boxes of the Fibonacci numbers and use them to create a spiral shape. This spiral shape is found in many shells, your outer ear, and even in spiral galaxies. Come on, you know the words. Fibonacci, Fibonacci, Italian mathematician Fibonacci. In the Middle Ages in the city of Pisa, about 300 years before the Mona Lisa, lived a man named Leonardo and numbers were his love. He found patterns in nature designed up above. The mystery pattern that he brought to fame makes me never look at the world the same. Zero, one, one, two, three, five, eight, thirteen, twenty-one, thirty-four, fifty-five, eighty-nine, and on and on. Two numbers side by side add up to the next. Look around the garden, it's quite complex. These numbers are the ones that help plants to form. It might sound silly, but they are the norm. Three petals in a lily, five in a buttercup, eight petals in delphiniums, marigolds have 13, yup. These special numbers also appear in spirals of a shell, a pine cone in your ear. Apples and bananas use the numbers too. And the golden rectangle, yes, it's true. All over nature, things were designed with these special numbers always in mind. Fibonacci, Fibonacci, Italian mathematician Fibonacci. 21 petals in a black-eyed Susan, 21 petals in a black-eyed Susan. All over nature, things were designed with these special numbers always in mind. Aren't patterns so much fun? Let's sing the pattern of the days of the week. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Now, use your counters to count to 15. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Time to skip count by fives. 
five and ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty, forty-five, fifty, fifty-five, sixty, sixty-five, seventy, seventy-five. And counting in fifteens, fifteen, thirty, forty-five, sixty, seventy-five. Is there anything special about the number 15 in India? Why, yes. Yes, there is. August 15th is India's Independence Day. Independence means that no one else is controlling you or ruling over you. England, which is also called Great Britain, actually ruled over India for almost 200 years. Do you think that the Indians liked another country controlling them? Do you remember any other countries that were ruled by England? You might be thinking of the United States, and you're right. The United States declared independence from the British a very long time ago, in 1776, when we fought that revolutionary war. Americans celebrate our independence on the 4th of July with fireworks. Well. The Indian people also had to obey the English royalty and government. They worked for a long time to try to convince England to stop ruling them. You may have heard the name Mohandas Gandhi. Gandhi was a Hindu lawyer who wanted independence for India and peace between different groups of people. He lived a simple life as a vegetarian who sewed his own clothing and fasted often. He was a special man to the Indian people because he helped them communicate to Great Britain that India wanted its freedom. Gandhi did not believe in using violence, which is when you have a war with fighting and hurting people. Instead, he tried to change England's mind by organizing protests. This means he would encourage people to do things like not buying things from the British and not obeying some of their rules. One of these rules that Great Britain had was that the Indian people could not collect salt and they could not sell it. Only the British were allowed to get India's salt and sell it to the people there. Gandhi thought the Indian people should be able to harvest their own salt. So he went against the salt law by going to the ocean and getting salt from it rather than buying it from the British. Gandhi and many others were arrested for disobeying in this way. Finally, on August 15, 1947, Great Britain's government decided that they would give independence to India. Actually, on this day, two new countries were created. Pakistan, which is Muslim, and India, which was called secular, which means not having a religion, although most people were Hindu. Sadly, there was much fighting between the people of the Hindu and Muslim religions. This made Gandhi very sad and he actually gave up his life trying to bring peace between the groups of people. Now, let's find out more about India with a short interview by Miss Annie. Right now, Miss Annie lives in the United States, but she goes back to India to visit her relatives there. Our friend Liz will interview her. Hello, what's your name? Annie Matthews. Where in India is your family from? My family is from the southern state of India called Kerala. What's your favorite Indian food? It's a drink actually. Lassi. It's uh, especially with mango. 
mango lassi. Can you tell me what, what's in it or how do you make it? Pureed mango blended in plain yogurt with sugar and a pinch of salt. Can you describe an Indian wedding? Most of the weddings are very vibrant, full of life and fun, musical and colorful. The traditions are very different in Christian and non-Christian weddings. Indian weddings are huge and beautiful affairs and the entire community is invited to come out and celebrate. Miss Annie explains that Christian weddings begin with a church service administered by the pastor of the church and other guest pastors, and it's followed by a reception to share the joy with family and friends. Everyone comes around to congratulate the newly wedded couple with gifts and shower them with all of these gifts throughout the reception. Non-Christian weddings are usually ministered by religious priests, and the ceremony starts days before the actual wedding. The priests solemnize the weddings with prayers to their gods and goddesses, or to Allah if they are Muslim, and vows are taken by the bride and the groom. The reception becomes very lively, with dances mostly in the Indian style. And throughout that reception, gifts are showered upon the newlywed couple. Thank you, Miss Annie, for sharing about your culture with us. And while we're on the topic of marriage and love, let's sing our 1 Corinthians 13 song. One, two, three, four. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. We have one more quick activity. This week, many of us learned the PR blends, pr. I have cards on which are written all different words that begin with pr. And I'm going to have Micah pick five of them and make up a tongue twister using them. Okay, Micah, pick them up. Remember, a tongue twister has repeating sounds that make a sentence difficult but really fun to say. Hi, this is Micah. Now I'm going to be playing game. So what do the cards say? Prince play. Prince, play, prize, prune, proud. Prince, proud, prize, prune, play. Okay, so now we have to make it make sense. The proud prince stole a prune, which was a prize for a parade. And and the parade played. Good job. You all can make up some tongue twisters in the same way. Now, Michael, while I have you on here, can you please tell us what the mystery creature is? It is a colossal squid. And where do they usually live? The Antarctic Ocean.
What a fun week it's been. Thank you for joining us. Remember that you can always contact me whether you listen to this podcast today or even a year or two from now. Tell me what you learned. Continue to write poetry and find Fibonacci's numbers in nature as you sketch what you see outdoors. Try to draw a Fibonacci spiral. Read all you can about India and find out what interests you most about the country. Until next time, goodbye. This recording was produced by Heidi Illion. Intro and outro music and 1 Corinthians 13 music were written by Matthew Gregor and sung by Hope Gregor and him. I'm super thankful to my sister and brother for their awesome talents and willingness to share them with me. Our special guests today were Liz and Annie Matthews and Micah Illion. I love tigers.